Hello, welcome to another episode of the Spirit of 2016 podcast in the direct aftermath of Northern Ireland nil, Hungary won in this international friendly. I'm Andy Bell, joined by Ben Harshaw, and Ben will get stuck straight in. Chance after chance after chance after chance. Um, one mistake, Hungary score. They don't threaten from the rest of the game. If you don't laugh, you'll cry, but it's not the first time we've heard this story, is it? No, far from it, far from it. Um, yeah, I think I cried and laughed uh, at certain <laughs> points tonight. Um, but, you know, there, there, is, there is plenty to be encouraged about, but we need to start putting the ball in the net. Um, you have to think if we can create chances like we did tonight against the League A opposition, then surely to God we can do it against League C and break some of them. Well, that is it. And, and the other night I thought there would had been a little bit of a sea change in how Northern Ireland were, were setting up and were playing because, um, you know, against Luxembourg, it was a case of actually they controlled large periods of the game. And as an overall performance, it wasn't as good as a lot of the performances we've seen uh, under Ian Barraclough, even in the recent history under Michael O'Neill, where we seem to be creeping into this idea, especially in the Nations League, where... We created all these chances and can put it in the net. And every game, every podcast, we're coming on here saying about how unlucky we were. But do you think it is a case of luck at this point? It's been happening so often now. I mean, tonight you look at it, and the, I mean the the shots and the and, and the chances that we had was it, the difference in the stats must be absolutely crazy. I haven't seen them on Sky Sports there after the game because I was getting ready for this. But for you, is is it a worry, or do you think it? And I know we've been saying it for two years, but it is going to come and it is going to click. No, there, there is a concern. Uh, you know, at life there wasn't. Um, I've said there wasn't, but there, there, there's elements of luck to it. You know, there's the luck in terms of we should have had a penalty. And yeah. Most other nights would have had a penalty. The, the, that, that's unlucky that a referee is badly placed and, and doesn't keep up with playing and see the penalty there. Um, now, when you look at the chance like, and I'm not having to go at anyone, you know, but Savile's chance, he has to score. You know, yeah. he has to score. It's beyond uh, it's beyond luck. luck with him, isn't it? It's That's yeah. just a shocking yeah. header. That's a yeah. really shocking header. You know, that's not luck. Uh, on another night, I suppose you'd say, see, and Dion Charles right at the very end there should score. Mm-hmm. Um, he snatches at it on another night. Would you say you'd have the luck? And, he, he, you know, I think, I think seven times out of ten, he's putting that in the net, you know. So, yeah, there is an element of luck. But no, I don't think at, the, at this stage, having gone on this long and we haven't found the formula that's bringing us consistent goals, I don't think we can put it all down to luck. We need to, we need to step up and we need to take our chances. Well, we did see a, a little bit of a change in the, the front two towards tonight. Charles and Lavery was the, the, the front two we wanted to see. I think we both said we wanted to see that in the preview. We will come on to talk about that a little bit later. But I just want to touch on something you said there because you mentioned they're a league A side and, you know, that. On paper, right now, they are a better team than us. They didn't really show it tonight, certainly um, into the second half. I know they had a lot of possession in the first half, but we really contained them quite well. And I, I thought in both games against Luxembourg and Hungary, it's been very encouraging how solid we've really looked. You know, every team, no matter whether you're the better team, whether you're the worst team, favourites, underdogs, Every team's going to have a little bit of pressure against you sometimes. There's going to be 10, 15 minutes in a game where the other team is going to have a lot of the ball, a lot of possession, and a lot of pressure on your goal. And over these two games, really, apart from one set piece against Luxembourg and one bad back pass against Hungary, we really haven't conceded any big chances. And that's a massive thing for me going forward for Northern Ireland because at times we have looked naive and at times we've been talking about how, obviously, with an ageing... set of defenders in our squad 
we didn't look as solid as what we did under Michael O'Neill. You know, when we go that campaign where we, we, we keep seven clean sheets out of 10, that was a worry for me that we weren't as ruthless in both boxes against, you know, teams in the, the recent Nations League and, and things like that. Tonight and on a Friday night, we're really learning how to be pragmatic, how to accept that we're going to suffer in games, but keeping teams to a minimum of chances. And I'm personally really encouraged by that, even despite the result tonight. Yeah, I mean, you say tonight and Friday night, but I, I would say it's further than that under Barclough because yeah. we didn't concede at home in the whole of the, the last qualification campaign. And, you know, that's Italy and Switzerland coming, you know. And, and, and the thing is, we, we also haven't had Johnny Evans for a lot of that. And, you know, three three years ago or two, a year ago, actually, if you told me Johnny Evans is out of the team, you know, I'm crapping myself. Whereas now, the, the thing that I'm encouraged about is we look like a really uh, organised defensive unit and, and that's also with making changes. You know, uh, Tom Flanagan plays really well on Friday night, but mm. Kieran Bryan comes in tonight and plays equally well. You know, so the fact that we're able to make changes, Ballard was fantastic tonight again. Um, we're able to make changes, but we still have that organisation. And to me, that has to come down to coaching. You know, the fact that different personnel come in and you, you don't, you know, don't get me wrong, we'd love to have Johnny Evans every single game, but now you're not as worried as you were. And that, that, is, that is a real positive. No, massively, and and when Evans has come back in, he's looked amazing. And you know the goalkeeper stopped throwing throwing every ball into his own net. He's had a brilliant year. Daniel Ballard, as you say, he's made himself into a full international now. For me, he starts every game, and if that means you know you have to go Evans, Cathcart, and Ballard, and you have to find another position for McNair, preferably midfield. I know we'd all maybe prefer that, and a lot of fans would prefer that, but certainly. Barraclough has shown no real indication of preferring that, and he, he has a chance to play midfield tonight. He doesn't. He puts him at wing back. So I think. As much as we would like to see him there, um, you know, Daniel Ballard has forced almost Barraclough's hand in that, and I think we'll do going into the future if we are, um, you know, forced to, forced to, to, well, if we have a fully fit squad, really, because then you've, you've got those three and you can't really leave any of those three out, and you certainly can't leave McNair out of the team. Um, and, and yeah, Ballard just looked amazing tonight. I think nobody really told him it was a friendly because first half he was just an absolute colossus crashing into people. So front foot, but... You know, you see front foot defenders make a mug of themselves so much because they get caught out. He never seems to do that. And, and that's so encouraging. He's so young as well in his career. He's only got, you know, a season and a half of, of senior football under his belt. And I'm so excited by him. And as you say, yeah, Tom Flanagan and, and Kieran Brown and others come back into that team and, and look, at, look at home, really. And, um, you know, the back three helps them. They're limited defenders, but... They're, they can only do the job they're, they're made to do. And Flanagan does well Friday. Brown does well tonight again. First half, there was a little bit of a system change from Friday night. Uh, it took me a while to realise it. He goes 5-4-1. Um, McNair and Paddy Lane at wing-back. We will come on to talk about Paddy Lane. I thought he was exceptional tonight. Um, it's White and, uh, Gap and Niall McGinn on the wings and Josh McGinnis on his own up front. And as much as Hungary are the better team on paper and as much as you know we do contain them quite well first half, when you then see the energy we put into the second half, and everyone knows you can't do that for 90 minutes. You can't keep up that intensity for 90 minutes. But do you think that was an opportunity missed to let them have that much control as much as we did keep them out and as much as we you know, were never really threatened? Do you think it was a little bit too conservative from the start, which is uh, something we've probably both leveled at Barclough at times over his Northern Ireland career? Yeah, I do. I do. I think, I think there's two ways to look at it. When I look at the actual, you know, the selection, I was quite pleased with the selection um, in terms of, you know, seeing Paddy and things that got in there. But what the one, although there's a lot of positives, one of the um, things that I, I would would have said is we were too passive, um, and that enabled them to become more comfortable. And I don't think we gave them enough to think about, particularly in that first half. Um, 
and it sort of allowed them to settle into the game more. Whereas when you saw a game, we will talk about it. When you saw when you've got Charles and Labry up there, um, I mean they didn't have a chance to. You know, Labry doesn't give you a second. Um, Charles is the same. You know, so so I feel like it, it's our way of 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 not letting the team come to Windsor and settle into the game and dictate the game. You know, don't get me wrong. In Italy, and a big team like that will come and they will dictate the game inevitably, but. As, as they are League A and, and fair play to them, you know, they're a decent team, but I think we paid them a little bit too much respect. I think we did as well, actually. And I think the energy you see when Lavery and Charles come on, and even the energy you see when Lavery starts against uh, against Switzerland, and even when Lavery's not available against Italy, you know, Josh McGuinness, we make it work, we make a press work there, and that gets Windsor up for it, and that, that means you can then use Windsor in that way, and we weren't using Windsor, the atmosphere was a little bit flat first half, when you compare that to at the end, where the place was bouncing, and I mean, if we'd have got an equaliser there, the place would have gone off tonight, it absolutely would have, because the crowd were right up for it at the end, but you need that from the players, you need a Lavery to come on and chase a lost cause, and you know, it might be as, as trivial as the goalkeeper lashing it out for a, a throw-in when ordinarily he's just been playing it out and letting them build up but things like that get the crowd up for it and you saw the players responded to that and, and the chances we created at the end we can go on and on about them but um, I think yeah the energy does come a little bit too late and if that's that's one of the things you can level at and we, he, he can be a little bit conservative there and listen it would be very different I think if for example first game of the Nations League, he only gives Lavery 20 minutes. You know, that could be a sports science thing. That could be talks with the club and he gives Lavery, I think it's pretty much the full game the other night, if not the full game. Um, and, you know, we can't we can't base his team selection. We can't argue his team selection based on that. Lavery might be the man that gives him the energy. But, I mean, Dion Charles, when, when he comes on, in fact, yeah, let, let, let's just go on to Charles because that's the first we've really seen of him and really been able to judge him. It's been 20 minutes here, 15 minutes there in friendlies. Albeit he doesn't start tonight, he gets he gets 45 minutes and the chance at the end is a shocker, it's a sitter, but I still put him forward for the man of the match tonight as one of the four because he just gave us something different and he crashed into people and he doesn't have the exact same energy and drive as Lavery, but bloody hell, he tries, doesn't he? And uh, he should have a penalty 30 seconds in and I actually thought he... Uh, it was a really good introduction. I was worried about him up front on his own, you know, given that he's never played above League One. And, you know, at least Josh McGuinness will always give you that presence. But I thought he really held himself quite well tonight. No, I thought he was fantastic. Uh, he had definitely been in my top four for Man of the Match. I don't think I would have quite put him as Man of the Match. But, yeah, definitely in the top four. I mean, he's everything that you want, bar putting the ball in the net, you know, for an Ireland striker. You know, he's, he's got the work ethic, he's, he's wants to be there, uh, he's running down every ball, he's, make, he's not giving them time, he's making sure that they're working for everything, he's physical, you know, for his size, he's strong, you know, um, and I feel, yes, I, I, I don't think playing out front by himself is, in fact, I, I don't think um, us going, now, I don't think us playing up front, one up front, unless, of course, you are away at Italy or something, I can understand it there. Um, I, I don't think that's the way in general. I think, I think like on Friday night, for example, we got more out of Josh McGuinness by him having a partner than mm-hmm. we did tonight with him by himself. Um, but Dion Charles, for me, you know, well, it, it's hard because, uh, you know, w- both both Josh and Shane played so well the other night, and then and then when Charles and um, Charles and Gavin White went on up there as well. They were both so good as well. So it's hard to pick. And then, of course, you've Washington to come back in. But for me, I really like that that partnership, how we ended the game. And I would be hard-pushed to, to start with anything else for the first game of the Nations League. 
you say that, but he, he is. I think at this point well, he is going to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and he wouldn't start him, and we joke about that. But he's not going to start him in these few friendlies if he's not. If if Josh isn't going to play in the Nations League, and I think we can probably assume that this trade is probably going to be McGuinness and Lavery. But a year ago we were talking about McGuinness, Boyce, Lafferty, and Washington, and I would I was arguing for Washington not because of any sort of clinicality or any sort of brilliant performances he's, put, he's putting in. It was just the other three were so similar and picking a striker for Northern Ireland could have been a different one every podcast and none of it would have been justified. It would just be, well, we've given these guys a chance. Let's give him another go and see how he was doing. And for me, Washington was always giving us a little bit more than the rest of them. You know, you've just rattled off a couple of strikers there. You know, we say he'd probably start with McGuinness and Lavery and we've been a little bit critical of McGuinness, but I actually think as, as we both said on the, I mean, sorry, as you said, I didn't do the podcast on Friday night, but McGuinness and Lavery worked well together and, you know, Lavery can make a lot of strikers look good in, in, in that respect and can get help get the best out of them. But you've got Gavin White, who I don't think does enough tonight, and I don't think does enough really over the two games to, to nail down a starting slot. But how many times oh, has he come he off the, the bench? The he puts the ball in the net, and how many times has he come off the bench and made an impact? You've got Charles, who's come off the bench and make, made an impact on a number of occasions. You know, against Switzerland tonight and a couple of the friendlies, he always looks sharp. Um, and uh, who's the other one there? It's just, my mind's just gone blank. We've got another striker. So Washington. Yeah, Washington was, is the one who starts up front, um, you know, towards the end of the World Cup qualifying campaign and looks really good and revives his Northern Ireland career. And thankfully, the commentators were saying the other night, it seems to be just a case of he was coming back from the injury, as I suggested in the podcast, and, and nothing more than that. You've now got five strikers there. Um, and as long as he starts with the right two, and for me, that's anything involving Lavery, to be honest. Then you've got three off the bench, and you know that's something we haven't had in a while. Attacking options off the bench, definitely. No, I mean it's really good. The, the only thing is, out of those five strikers, the only question that people will ask is how many goals are you getting from? Yeah. Um, but, but we weren't you know, getting goals anyway a year ago. No, no, you know. But at the end of the day, like Shane Lavery has ten goals in the championship and the first first season of playing championship football. He's also had periods of injury. So, and, and we know the kid scores goals. So he will score goals. Yes, he'll miss chances, and he, he does miss chances, but he'll score goals. Josh took his goal brilliantly the other night. Um, you know, again, he'll miss chances, but what striker doesn't? So, you know, we have options, and we have options that aren't, you know, a 34-year-old Kyle Lafferty at, at this minute in time. Don't get me wrong. I, I would love Kyle to get promoted this season and score goals next season and, and come back in. But it's good now that we don't have to be relying on the likes of that. Definitely. I suppose the, the last player we have to talk about before we, we maybe talk a little bit about the future of the Nations League and, and go through some comments on Man of the Match is Paddy Lane. Um, we've been quite positive. I mean, you you know, you said you said tonight about Barclough and, and, and how we've played tonight and certain things are, are down to his coaching. I was really disappointed he took off Paddy Lane and I think it was similar to when he took off Conor Bradley away to, to Bulgaria. Um, and it seemed it was he just does it because of the narrative. He's a young player. I have to take him off. Well, well, why? You know, Paddy Lane's been playing every game for Fleetwood this season. Um, I know people may say that's why, but he's match fit. He, you're used to playing all the time in the uh, in the in League One. You're playing every midweek, and I mean he was really good tonight. And in an unfamiliar position as well. You know, at left wing back, he didn't really get enough of a chance to to show his his pace going forward. But the guy has confidence. He's stepping up to take free kicks and. And, you know, when he did get his opportunities to drive forward, he did so well. And I thought, you know, he was right up there for Man of the Match tonight. Really, really good debut. I thought he was fantastic. Um, he was everything that I saw him be for the 21s. Mm -hmm. But it's a big step up from doing that for the 21s. You could freeze. For the first couple of minutes, he looked nervous, understandably. But from then on, he settled in that game. He was composed. Um, he, was, he was good on it. He's, he's a good set piece, um, good left foot. 
good on the ball. He was positive. You know, I, I don't was I was pretty pissed off when he was taken off as well. Um, I don't care whether he's 35 or he's 18 or whatever. If he's playing well and he was one of the best players on the pitch, there's mm. no reason to take him off. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm all for getting Dallas on. Get get Dallas on further forward there. Mm. You know. Um, so I mean, it's a great, it's a great. We need, we needed to find with, with obviously with Jamal's situation not playing at the minute, uh, we needed to find somebody that can play on the left. And Paddy Lane, I mean, it stepped up there to to take that position. Um, yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah, he's he's thrown his name in the hat, and and that's all he could do tonight. And as you say, I think it seemed pre-planned. It's right on the sixty mark, but you have to be able to change and adapt and see that actually this young kid who's making his debut looked completely at home and he actually should probably should have probably should have been been kept on to complete the game. You know, as you say, get Dallas on further forward. I thought McCann tired a little bit tonight. I mean, it wasn't his best performance first half. I thought he grew into it. And then especially when we brought the energy, he was really pressing and, and pushing up there and grew into the game. I don't think Savile is his best game. Um, but we'll, we'll not get stuck into him because we've done enough of that in the past. But yeah, it was just uh, it was just quite an encouraging performance, I thought. And, you know, if you come out of that and you've won two, one and two of those chances has gone in. And I know it's a massive if, but we are talking about a, a pair of friendlies where we've actually seen so many positives from Northern Ireland. And listen, it's uh, there is a worry yeah, that mean, it's, a, you know, there's a worry that it's the same old story, but it's much better than you know losing these games one or two nil and having no hope. There's hope, and there has been under Barclough, you know, for most of yeah. it. You get you get an obvious penalty tonight. Yeah, you draw one all, and you know you, you could also say, how many times have you seen now again make a mistake like that? Mm-hmm. Never. You know, he's been a wonderful player for Northern Ireland, and, and and actually, to be honest, he's looked this last two games like a player that's playing regular football again, which which he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know. We, we could have come away easily there with a win, you know, with a 1-0 win um, without that silly mistake and, and with the penalty. Uh, and that's aside from chances missed. So there has to be positive positives to be taken from it. The, the, the one thing I, I think, and I think you touched upon it just sort of start, that, that, that we need to sort of learn from is to pick the tempo. There was at times, particularly after the goal, it felt well flat for maybe 15 minutes or so. And then, and then with sort of, 12 minutes ago, we're going gun ho. We need to be we need to be playing with that tempo, you know, for the last 20 minutes now, yeah. not wait until it's far too late, you know, and then then you're throwing everything at it. Completely. And I, I think that's what you're saying there. You know, you you can't do it for 90 minutes. We saw that, but when we start quickly against the likes of Switzerland and Italy, you know, when we get the chances and then we're able to drop off and the dropping off that, that we do in the first half, we do it well. And don't get me wrong, we are gonna have to be able to do that. Maybe not as much in the Nations League, but certainly, you know, I think that Luxembourg game was very much preparation for the Nations League C. That Hungary game was very much preparation for if the Nations League goes tits up and we have to finish second in a European qualifying group. Hungry are the types of teams you have to beat. And, you know, we, we probably do do enough to beat them or at least get a point tonight. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, I'm sure we'll come on to the comments in a bit. But the setup from the start, you could call it negative. But at the end of the day, we play to, you know, sit in and wait for them to make the mistakes. And the mistakes come and we get two or three really big chances. And, you know, as I say on another day, I don't think you can really blame the, the, the tactics for anything tonight. It's just a bit of bad luck and... And uh, well, listen, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens in June. You know, we'll have to take the chances there. Um, but we will have previews coming out for the Nations League in June. Um, but I'm just interested right now, after what you've seen from the friendlies, and there've been a lot of players out. Um, if you were to pick a team for Greece tomorrow, everyone fit. Greece is obviously the first game in the Nations League uh, at home. 
And what would you be going for? Maybe we can sort of pick it together because it's quite. Really, no. So a keeper obviously picks himself. Yeah. Obviously Bailey. Um, We'll do the center halves. We'll do the center halves, which you've named them already. The three center halves: um, Ballard, Evans, and Mm -hmm. Um Left wing back. If if that's what we're playing, I'm gonna go. I'm probably going Stuart Dallas. Yeah, I am too, and I'm playing Connor Bradley on the right. I'm playing Connor Bradley on the right as well. And we have, by the way, we have not re- rehearsed this. <laughs> no way. <laughs> so what are you playing? Are you playing three in midfield? Or? Yeah. Yeah, I'd play three in midfield. I would go for, well, you have to put McNair there. Um, I'd go McNair, Davis, and McCann. And I'm just trying to think about who I've left out there. Exactly the same for me. Yeah. Well. So we always do this, but we always left leave. Saville. Saville and Thompson, yeah. Thompson, but that's, that's the midfield for me mm-hmm. as well. Um, and then you're oh, we've already set our front. Well, are we saying what we would play or what we'd expect? No, I think what we would play, I think we all know he's probably going to go McGinnis and Lavery, isn't he? He will go McGinnis and Lavery, but I'm going to go with Charles and Lavery. I'm go- well, finally, we're going to differ because I'd still Washington. slightly favor Washington and Lavery and, and have Charles off the bench, yeah, just because, I, I, yeah, I think if you if you ask that question in November. You, we would all have had Washington, Washington Lavery. Washington, yeah. yeah, and Charles does well tonight, and I completely understand it. And maybe it will be a case well, of it's, it's who, who's, who's in more form. Who's in more club. form? Yeah, and and Washington is in is in in really good form for his club this season. So I'm really excited for him to come back. But as you say, there you know we've got so many options. We just named three but different it's strikers. One. Yeah, yeah, we've just named three different strikers there. You've got McGinnis, who we think is going to play, and. Um, and you know you've other players, other players to come off the bench, so that's really exciting. I'm just going to get the comments up a little second here, and uh, put them on the Facebook. Haven't been prepared as usual. What a time for the internet to uh, to go off. Do you think that fella for Hungary, that fella Styles, was running forward all the time, all in one direction? <laughs> I don't have time to do an edit, mate. I don't have time to edit these <laughs> these dreadful jokes out. Um, I did. I did find it funny that somebody called Callum Styles was coming on for Hungary. It was. It was very Ben Barrett and Diaz, wasn't it? Um, right. They finally come up. Uh, let's just let's just rattle through all of them because there's not that many really. Uh, Lauren Conn says didn't come to life until the last ten minutes. Honestly, felt like we'd no structure and we're all over the place. The majority of the match. Stephen McNeil says friendly or not, but a, a total of ten minutes effort at the end is unacceptable. Goodness me, these are negative. Uh, Zach Farrell. Much better in the last 10 minutes. Other than that, difficult to watch. Denver Calvin, does Barclough have a game plan ever? Um, sit and hope we can score off a mistake. Um, tail of two keepers. I don't really think you can uh, blame Peacock Farrell for that one. I, I'm not sure if that's no. what he's getting out there. Barry Anderson, first half formation left us to expose. We didn't come into life until we had three midfield and two up front. Uh, Raph Manuk, Brown simply outstanding. Gift wrap for Hungary and we deserved at least a draw. Um, self-destructive as always, only knowing that Ireland can keep the opposition from having too many chances of plenty themselves and still walk away with a 1-0 defeat. Um, bit of Savile slander. Brian Livingston, stop playing two of our best players in unfavorite positions, i.e. McNair and Dallas. Get McNair into centre midfield and off set pieces. Let's see if we have anything on the Twitter dead quick. Um, Richard, maybe it's me being that pessimistic, but absolutely nothing in this break is maybe confident for our ability to get a Nations League. See, I feel like we've misread the the audience here. Everyone's been very negative. I, I, I personally like don't feel like yeah, I personally don't feel feel too negative about it. There, oh, Sam Gordon says good performance, plenty of positives. Should have had two penalties and half a dozen good saves by the Hungarian keeper. Only real chance was a goal that came from a miss hit back pass. Joshua says we're ex- establishing a new team, entered phase two of the Bar Club era. Decent performances. Our main issue is a consistent goal scorer. 
Um, just hurry up, uh, Charles and Savile go and score a goal. Um, Sean, good performance by the team, frustrating loss given the chances. Can't ma- remember Peacock Farrell making a save. Thought Barclough set us up well in both matches. Um, frustrating, can't take chances. Need to see more of Dion and Lavery, someone says. Um, stinky soccer game from Jordan Singleton. <laughs> um, honestly, I would pay a significant amount of money not to see George Southland know the answer again. Yeah, he doesn't have a good game tonight. Um, he doesn't at all. I don't think he's in anyone's team to start in the Nations League, but we'll see. He's favourite Southland. He still has a place in the squad. There's no doubt about it. Oh, oh, in the squad, yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, okay, man of the match, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, Daniel Ballard. Daniel Ballard, okay. Shout out for Kieran Brown as well. I thought it was very, very good. So the, the four I put forward were Paddy Lane, Dion Charles, uh, Daniel Ballard, and Steve Davis. Could have probably put Lavery in that as well as, as Brown. Um, a lot of good performances tonight. Paddy Lane gets 32%, Dion Charles 12 Steve Davis 12 But as you say, Daniel Ballard comes out with 44%. Another great performance from him. Um, and I can't wait to see him um, make that. Well, I think he's made that spot as him already, to be honest. Okay, Ben, thank you very much for coming on. That has been a quick reaction to the um, the friendly loss to Hungary tonight, 1-0. We will be back. Um, I'm sure we'll be back before the Nations League in June. I mean, we'll do some stuff around the, the women's Euros as well. Um, so there'll be loads of content coming out this year. Get us subscribed on SoundCloud, Spotify, or iTunes, wherever you listen to your podcast. Twitter is at Spirit of 2016 Pod. A few updates on there throughout the year, how the players are getting on at the club level. And, uh, and yeah, let's make 2022 a, a positive year. It won't be a glamorous year. Um, there will be no massive opposition. It may take a couple of slogs of performances, but as long as we are at top of Nations League C Group 2 on uh, the 29th of September at 10 o'clock, I think we can all call that a successful year. Up the gal. I'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.